Hey, I'm Brett Gornick. I'm Jason Lobig. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast. Best day ever. We are coaches, trainers, retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, but didn't start our careers doing this. Jason worked in public accounting, and I worked in corporate retail until starting our dream business in which we help people from all different industries pursue their best day ever every single day. The goal of this podcast is to interview both each other and other professionals making an impact on the world on how wellness is the fuel to do whatever it is in life you want to do better. This podcast is about teaching people to actively pursue their purpose and how to use self-care to do it. We're here to show you how the best day of our mindset is available to anyone at any time, no matter your circumstance. It's your choice and we're here to encourage you. Have the best day ever. All right, fam. Jason Brett here with part two. Morning rituals is the focus. So last episode, we chatted a little bit about what a ritual is versus routine, how they both have benefit and um, how they're different. And I think it was a really just interesting talk. I think I took a lot from it, to be honest, Um, just around the difference between the two, certain things that we're doing and certain things we want to add in for this year and just kind of like lifelong ideas. Um, this is a really cool series. We're going to bring in some other guests as well around rituals and things people are doing to create them. So we're it's it's a fun topic of conversation. Um, so today's focus is going to be on the AM. So we're talking before work, um, before play, before a weekend, whatever that may be, um, before an event um, that you have throughout the day. And so I think everybody has their morning-ish routine, um, whether that's something you know or you don't. Um, and it's something that could be very regimented or very sporadic based on who you are. So today we're going to talk about kind of both the routine and the ritual and things that Jason and I are trying to either implement or take away to create a little bit more time, uh, in the morning to think, to create and to make, um, that time just more meaningful. So Jay, how is the mornings looking for you this year? Um, and what are some things you're adding in? Ooh, trying to take out. Take trying out. To take, trying to take more out. Um, right. So last episode, we talked about the difference between a routine and a ritual. And I was having a conversation with somebody on Sunday at this event I was at. And she was having a really hard time trying to develop uh, a morning routine. And I was like why do you have a hard time doing this? She's like, well, because when I try and make a routine for something, I feel like it's being forced. She was like, I wake up and I feel like I have to do something. I have to get right to drinking my coffee and then having water and then doing X, Y, Z. And she, a big part of her routine was she, she wanted to develop a gratitude practice or continue one. She already has one, but wanted to make it a routine. And she was like, well, sometimes it just feels forced. Like I, I, I don't feel like doing it every day. And I said, you know, this is schematics. Like this is just language differences, but it's, it's nice to frame it in a different way, routine versus ritual. And I said, well, have you ever thought about just framing it as a ritual as in something that you can really look forward to? So when you do feel like expressing gratitude, whether you write it or tell somebody else, like, have you thought about putting that in a ritual format rather than a routine format. So rather than at 8 a.m. every morning, you think you have to hit your journal pages or daily pages or you have to do whatever it is that's in your routine. What if you made it a ritual, something that you look forward to when you actually have time to do it? 
And you said something in the last time is like there's value in both. There is value in having a routine because that's what builds consistency day after day. And when that becomes a habit, it's a lot easier to focus on. But when it's a ritual, it's something that you really remember. And then that creates a triggering effect for the rest of the day. So for me, I've tried to take more things out and not been as focused on packaging this little routine. It's been on creating rituals. I think the biggest one has been to start slower. We, at the end of last year, at coming out of our retreat and then in Hawaii, every morning seemed to just like start a little bit slower. And the rest of the day for me was so much more clear and productive when I started things slower. So just using a, a, like a ritualistic thought of like start slow, just take your time getting into a couple things. If you're going to be exhausted waking up really early on the back end of something, like maybe considering rearranging your schedule a little bit. I haven't been training clients five days a week at 6 a.m. And it's actually been really nice just knowing that, okay, I'm going to be working a little later on Monday. Even one extra hour of sleep um, has done wonders because my wife, my partner doesn't need to wake up that early too. So we have a little bit of a, a mismatch and she doesn't need to be in bed earlier than that to wake up that early. She doesn't wake up that early. So it's been interesting to be like, okay, well, if you can leave a little more time in your morning to account for the fact that you're not going to get in bed early then that ritual sets me then up for a better day. So included in that slower start has been taking a little bit more time to focus on the couple things that I put in my body first. Um, we, I don't eat breakfast, so, uh, I fast. So coffee is one, um, in coffee is caffeine, obviously, which is a nootropic, but I have been taking, um, a specific nootropic from a company called formula. They sent some nootropics down on our last retreat and they're an awesome company. So a nootropic is like a cognitive enhancer. Think caffeine's a nootropic, creatine's a nootropic, Adderall is a nootropic. Um, when you think of a smart drug, like Adderall is probably the first one that comes to mind, but there are other ingredients that make up what a nootropic can be, um, but they don't all work for everybody, right? Like the caffeine delivery from caffeine doesn't work perfectly for everyone. Um, so they work together with you to create a blend that works best for you. And I take their creativity blend, um, which has actually led to less overall caffeine consumption for me. Um, so I'll start with the nootropic first when I'm going through my routine of like morning hygiene. I'll let that settle for like 30 minutes. Then I'll have coffee, um, and alongside of that, on the mornings where I know I have a little bit more time, like maybe I don't have a morning client, like Sundays um, or Saturdays when I don't start teaching until 8 a.m., even though I'm up earlier, um, I'll also add some beam, so a little bit of CBD and a low dose to the coffee itself. So I have the nootropic first, which helps kind of naturally wake me up without the stimulant of caffeine. Then I have the actual caffeine, which is not a high dose. Um, combined with some CBD to smooth out, even further smooth out the spike of the caffeine. So like I get this very, very clear energetic start to my day. Um, and slower has just been a ritual of not rushing off to do the first thing in person. Um, and I also have very actively tried not to start um, in on emails right away. So it could be reading, 
It could be just focusing on like some stretching I'm not doing. It could be focusing on cooking a little bit more of my own food, which is a big focus of mine headed into the first part of this year. Um, just felt like that got kind of out of control at the end of last year. And I was like just rushing from one thing to the next and like never taking time to sit down and eat or cook my own food and spending too much money doing that anyway. Um, so the ritual is just like whatever you feel like doing for that first little bit, you, you just do, but with a very clear mind. Um, and then because you feel like you're being productive with kind of like doing what you want in the moment, it gives me a ton of momentum to come actually like into work. Um, whether that's me hitting a client for the first time, a class, um, or coming straight into the office and starting to work like that, the ritual of just simply telling myself, it's like almost like a mantra kind of just like start slower, but dial in on the routine of doing X, Y, Z to then allow the ritual a little bit of flexibility um, has been huge. I mean, I just, I feel so much better. Yeah, I think uh, I'm pulling a lot from that. I was like writing notes down about myself. Um, I think a couple, a couple of things just to stem off that. I think people have come to this idea now that a, a packed in routine is what creates this, like this day of just like getting so much shit done. And in reality, like you were having a conversation with that with that woman, it's it's not necessarily how much you can get done in the morning, but it's just kind of like how you're teeing yourself up, right? Yeah, like if you yeah. tee the golf ball up too high or too low, it's not going to go where it wants. Yeah. It to go. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's just it's finding the right spot. It's like the sweet spot. And I think it's been interesting because you know as we're always learning, and you know podcast that we love, Tim Ferriss. Um, incredible podcast he always asks everybody what's your morning routine that's like one of his staple questions like what is the first thing you do when you wake up and i found it really interesting because the more and more i listened to it initially i was like looking for things right i was like oh what is this person doing in the morning to add in or this person they're like rearranging mine and it's been super interesting because i've noticed you know more and more now that i have a very like sustainable routine in the morning that some people and it's probably decently 50-50 that on that show, like some of the most successful people, whatever that word means, like some of them don't even have a routine. They just yeah. like get up and kind of just like do the day. So I'm, I'm yeah. like thinking is like, is this routine, this like very structured morning necessary or not? Yep. Now it's interesting for you because, and I think this is, this is great for our listeners. For me, my day needs to start very structured for me to have success. So when you start start slow, that's not how my days are best. So when I wake up in the morning, it's it's creating structure, but it's not like this daunting thing. It's just like fill in the boxes to the appropriate level and then I move forward. So one thing I've noticed, and this is kind of like my biggest thing to work on is that, um, and, and I pull this from also from an interview I've heard with Jeff Bezos, is he has like times that he's realized where he's really productive through just like self-reflection. And for me, that's between seven and 9 a.m. Like that's my prime time. That's when I slay. And I know like sometimes I'll be in a flow state with like a client or in a class and just being like, everything is working incredibly. And I need to take that time more often for like creativity around concepts and ideas. So like I need to give myself that time and remove like the initial benefit of a payment from a client or a class knowing that there's like a long-term play in that time knowing that in those hours of the day 
is when I can think super clearly and I just need to give myself more of that time. And it's hard when someone's gonna, you know, hand you a check or you're gonna go do a class and like, you know, that pays for your groceries. It's like, yep. how can I do that? And it's just, it's understanding the long game. And then um, that's something that I'm reflecting on. So like, how can I create a ritual around that time? And, and the one thing that I've noticed is, is just like, if I can just sit down, read for just a little bit and just have a notebook and start just jotting things down like and for me it's like it's like once or twice a week at most I need that I don't need it every day like you said it's like this ritual is not a daily thing for me but it's like Friday mornings have been a little bit more of that for me or like you said on the weekends have been really nice it's like I've really stopped I used to train pretty much seven days a week where I would have clients on Saturday and I teach my classes on Sunday and I've gotten, it was actually through marathon running that I've kind of gotten rid of the Saturday morning stuff as much, maybe like one client every once in a while on Saturday, but it's been nice to wake up on a Saturday morning and just kind of like have that time. I'm still up early for me. That's like my big thing in the morning is getting up early. I need, I like being up when the sun's going up. Um, and then on a day to day basis, like, and, and I've been reflecting on this and like you and I are having this conversation yesterday just around like, you know, we should always be doing good for others and, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. And it's, you know, it's hitting people like emotionally to, to see, you know, that event and everybody that's been involved, all the communities, like we give our hearts to them. I think one thing is it's unfortunate sometimes that it takes tragedy for people to like think about what they're doing with their lives. And so it's, it's a really cool thing that like our whole mission and everything that we do is around exactly what he preached, like giving back to the next generations. And so one thing that I do every single day in the morning when I, when, you know, when training a client or doing a class is like, we're serving other people. So for me, if in my morning, you know, if I think of training somebody as a ritual, as a service, like it reframes what it is and it yeah. makes it just like so much more special when I walk into a client or a class like I did today for like my five and my six AMs, I was like really thinking about this. I was like, this is a service for this, these people. These people's day is starting in your hands. The yeah, you, you own what their ritual is. Exactly. Their ritual is going to Barry's yeah. or training with you. Yeah. And like, that's their thing. So like, you have to own that as a professional and also just like realize like, it's one thing that you say in that client or that class that is going to tee up their entire day. Yep. People are in that and like, you know, we, we have that impact and it might be you listening to this podcast on your commute to work. And so like to have that opportunity is really what it is. Like I just feel so happy now that the start of my day, besides like my like couple things I do in the morning, which is like a little bit of breath work and a, a, a light stretch, um, is serving others. And I think that that is where everything I've been thinking about from a ritualistic perspective is like my, I feel full when I'm serving other people. And so to be able to do that pretty much like six days a week is like a magical thing. And now it's just like reframing that and like thinking of this like ritual versus routine. Like it is incredible that like you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do besides like brush your teeth and drink some water and maybe do like one or two things for yourself just to be a human is to go serve others. Yeah. And that is like mad powerful for, for me. And if, if even if you don't get the chance to do that, like, you know, if you, if you, if you don't work in a service-based business that's not, has a direct human element, connection element to it, like right away, even if you can't do that, I think something you said about reframing the way that you do things 
as a ritual rather than a routine. I would say a routine has had its purpose set and thought about in the past so that you don't have to consider why you're doing it. You've already sort of made that choice. And so like the gravity of doing those actions doesn't like sink in. Like you could reframe it like this if you wanted, but like every time you brush your teeth, you're not like I'm nourishing my teeth so that like I can chew my food and so that my teeth don't fall out. Like you don't, you don't give the thought. You're thinking about other things while you brush your teeth, which is the whole point of making it a routine is so that you don't have to spend time thinking about it. The difference between a ritual is sort of like intra-ritual. Yes. You are considering the purpose of why you're doing it and, and what it's doing for you. It's almost like a little, like there's just gratitude kind of attached to yeah, it. It's like you can do the routine to set up your headspace for the ritual. Yeah. And then the ritual inside of it, you are considering the impact of that, which I think is an interesting question. No matter what you do for work, do you have the ability to reframe why you're doing it or go search for the downstream benefit you're creating in order to make that more impactful for you to to say you know when you're training somebody you're teaching a class like you can watch you're watching somebody's mind and really their body kind of like change in front of you so like the impact is tangible and it's immediate that's something that drew me initially towards training and away from um working in public accounting was just like, I didn't see the, the, the impact from it, but there, there is one. I mean, yeah. it's false to think about. I think I was a little bit brash when I was like, you know, this isn't doing anything for the world. This is, this isn't that. And my dad who also worked in accounting for almost 30 years, um, at a different firm was like, but the business that you're doing allows those businesses to continue and operate and it gives people jobs and it, it like what you're doing has an impact, but you just don't see it or feel it. So trying to go find or ask where those impacts are for what you do for work can also make the ritual of like starting your work day much more powerful. So, you know, if you're in a sales job, you can see whoever you're selling to, like ask them for a report about like where that's going, you know? Um, certainly if you work for some type of like nonprofit or charity, like there's going to be a tangible downstream impact of what you're doing, hopefully, that you can ask to go see in that that the the knowledge of that can help the ritual of actually like being in the moment at work or setting yourself up for work if it's a work ritual if it's a morning ritual you can be reflective on that at the end of the day and say wow that ritual actually gave me the power or the energy or whatever to do what i needed to do during the day which is then going to carry back into the next time you start the ritual and it just like strengthens that to a point where you actually develop better routines and better rituals as a result and i think a couple of things to come from that um you talked about when you were chatting with somebody this weekend about the gratitude practice and regardless of what it is that you're doing for like work or whatever, you can have gratitude practice in the morning as part of your ritual, like very easily, like write a text to somebody first thing in the morning. So yeah. when they wake up they're the first thing that they read on their phone is something that makes them happy, not a negative headline. Um, there's, there's that. And then there's also the fact that, and like, you know, this is really what live better stands for. It's like, if, if you can do and create something for yourself that has this like long lasting impact on the way in which you approach situations, you will then start doing more for others. Yeah. Like that is the goal, right? It's, it's using tools to make yourself a better person, give yourself more energy to then go give back to the world. And if you start your day, by literally like filling up your cup or charging your battery, like you have so much more to give um, than if you start it by draining it. So like one little 
tip or trick that I do is I, I'm on airplane mode from the evening, and we'll talk about that in the evening stuff, until like I'm walking into my first session. So for me, it's like that is removing, when you talked about that, removing a, a possible distraction. So when I remove that distraction, I have more clarity in my head. I'm not caught up in a text message or a post or a, a like or anything like that. So it gives me a little bit more clarity to go into what has become my ritual, training and, and service, with a just a more dialed in approach. So that's been something like if you're thinking tactically of how you can set things up, that's an example that I use. And then one thing that's been just a January, a little bit more of like a goal is uh, just to get a couple of pages in a reading before I start anything. So that's been like one of my little add-ons for me because like I love to read and like my goal for this year is just to read at least a page a day. Like it sounds minuscule, but like every day read one page. Um, and so like if I do that in the morning, like first thing when I wake up, I'm doing while I'm brushing my teeth actually yeah. when you talked about that. Um, it's just like really nice to be like, hey, like this is just something that I'm doing. And again, that's a little bit more of like on the routine route, but then it gets my mind in a way better state than if I was on Instagram. So then the ritual or the service or the day, whatever that is, you know, your work, your family, whatever it is you're gonna go do, for me has a little bit more meaning behind it. And I think that's where we're like, you know, we're talking this line between routine and ritual and it's like, if the routine can tee up the ritual or the day, um, I think you just you just come at things in a in a much clearer state. And um, I've noticed even just you know, not even a month into the year that like I am approaching things with much more clarity and purpose, and the results have been incredible. Like I'm servicing my clients better. I feel like my classes are going better. I feel like coming in here, I'm better. Um, so it's just it's been something that I'm like I I notice an impact on myself. The the fact that you can be reflective on that is really important too because another big problem with the routine is that if you're not taking time to think about it, there's no measurable impact from it. Like you kind of have to let so many days add up to where you're like, oh yeah, that I guess that was like helping me do it because you're, yeah. you're just not, you're, there's no reflection point. One big thing, the same girl I was talking to um, is a yoga instructor uh, and she made the comment about the gratitude practice because the days that she taught yoga, she felt like her gratitude practice was woven into her teaching. So exactly to your point, yeah, that's cool. like the days that she taught yoga, she felt better because she was giving that gift away in class. In yoga, you get to tell a story as a teacher every time. So you always have the opportunity to speak to somebody. Um, and to tell that story and to weave in the lessons that you've learned and to share that gratitude for other people. Like they show up to your class, they're listening to you, you're giving something away. And it's so true whenever I come out of a yoga class, I always feel so good because you're watching somebody like literally their stress level decrease like in a room, it's tangible. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, on the days that I don't teach, I have a harder time because I'm just writing it down. She was like, I want to incorporate it in this. And, and I was like, well, do you like expressing gratitude to other people or do you dislike expressing gratitude to yourself? And she was like, well, the days that I teach, I feel really good. And the days that I don't, I don't often or always feel like that gratitude practice comes naturally to me. And I'm like, well, then there's your difference. Like the days that you share gratitude with other people 
are better than the days that you're just reflective about it to yourself. So yeah. I'm like, figure out a way instead to make it a ritual of giving the gratitude away, of like actually connecting with another human being. Don't just put the words on a page. Like having a gratitude practice like in a five-minute journal or one line a day is fine. Waking up and freeform writing about gratitude is fine, but like where does that go? Are, are you actually doing something with those words on the page or is it just like – you know, like just kind of like a little tickle across like a feel good. Okay, I'm just putting these words down, but like if they don't change the world and they're not really changing you and you still don't really feel good about it, then like we got to figure out some way to get those words out. And if those words that you share during yoga are affecting a class worth of people, then like what can you do on the day to day to then change the ritual to actually make that an outward expression and not just one that's like for personal use. So that's like, that's a big thing for me. I think doing the um, after we started putting that in a couple of presentations about just like the, the text yeah. rather than email or the handwritten letter, I think are great, but that's, that's a bigger gesture. The text, I think even just saying like, Hey, uh, saw, saw one of your posts or like, Oh, Hey, w was thinking about you. Like just checking in on you. How are you doing to like, especially to people you don't talk to that often. Like it is oh. unreal. It's unreal. You just like, you, you forget how many wonderful people are in your life. Like just by the fact of not trying. And I was having a conversation with um, a, a friend of mine last week and he was like, when you start to age a little bit, it gets really hard to stay in touch with your friends. Cause like people get families, your priorities change. And I commented and I was like, yeah, you know, at the beginning of last year, it was so easy for me to just default towards work. Like the ritual of going home and focusing on myself because I prioritized work was so high that it it um overlay like overshadowed the ritual of me being social and what that means to like go out and connect the way i've done that frequently has changed but i've been doing that the last like three months like just going out way more which does not equate to like drinking a whole lot more definitely more than i was before but i'm like pretty good about just like red wine and just a little tequila and that's like keeps me in a good state. I don't wake up hungover. I don't drink a lot of it, um, but it allows me to be social. And I am so much happier and I am so much more connected to other people who have just been like instrumental in like building our business and more is coming in to us as a result and to me as a result. And it's just been interesting in the way that like you share those things or like you develop those rituals, but you don't really think about them. You're like, the, the, the perspective of getting that from other people and like outwardly sharing some of those things makes a huge difference. So it's like, okay, well, you could offer to teach more classes or you could offer to like go out and share some of that gratitude or just like just general friendship with people in an outward way every day. Or you could come home and just journal on it. But like what is actually serving you? Yeah. You don't have to just like give up all the things that you loved before. It is definitely a sacrifice, but like – the rituals that you have, especially the ones that you're taking time to think about that are not routines, routines should serve the way in which you want to spend your time. Like the fact that you know that like the rest of your day is set up so well after that and it's changed all facets of your life means that like it's probably working. Yeah, and I think it's just taking out the mundane of whatever it is. And I, and I think this what's super cool is it's, it's a constant growth. So you know, whether you are an all-star or you just graduated college or you're refiguring out your career or you're getting in or out of a relationship, 
it's a constant change. And so the reflective part of it, I think, is, is extremely important. And with that reflective has to come the action. So, you know, when you assess where you're at, I think a lot of people have developed now these like pretty on paper impeccable routines, but like, is it mundane now? Has, has it just become something that is just like checking the things off? And do you need a little bit of time of, you know, creating these rituals where in instead of just being like, I'm at work. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, the, the talk that you say about like taking a different route to work or of, and, and it, and it could be things like, I mean, a lot of people will like, you know, call somebody on the way to work or do that. But like, are you just doing that to say that you've called somebody today? Like, are you just talking to you your mom every day because you just talk to your mom every day? Or are you like, are you having a like Brene Brown vulnerable conversation every once in a while? Like, are yeah. you willing to put things out like that? Like, it's just something to think about. And again, it's like all of us need to think about that. And it's been something for me is like, I look just through the progression of how we got to where we are now and like how my routines have changed in the mornings and and the ritual side of it, it's like now I think the ritual side for me is, is more important. I think I have a good routine set to get my body and mind ready. And now it's like really time to like take back and like think bigger picture and broader in those time windows that I talked about that I've identified because of years of doing the routine to get to this headspace of clarity and understanding. Now I'm ready for this. So like if you're listening to this and like you're still developing your morning routine and you want to do that, like for sure go through that for a while. And I think it's a, it's extremely valuable to just like, you know, to check off some serious boxes in the morning. Like if you wake up and your body's not ready to start a day, like you're not gonna have clarity. So no. get your body ready. Like if foam rolling is important to you in the morning, awesome. And if it's right now you're checking it off the list because the hips are really sore and you wanna run, by all means, smash a lacrosse ball into your hips, do some stretches and mini bands and then get out there and go. Um, and I think there's, there's a lot of value in that. And I think at the same time, there's like some time to think about sitting down and, and creating this, this space to think. Has to be. Yeah. But it takes time. <laughs> like you just it's do. the biggest thing. It's a Everybody lot. wants to Years. bypass it. Everybody yeah. wants to bypass it. But I think it's, it's interesting just taking a step back on like schedules in general and where routines and rituals fit into them. I've been having a lot of conversations with new and younger trainers and just like listening to people come up and about how we started and we bypassed the wasting time on stuff that doesn't matter, I think, because we came into it with other jobs. So it forced us to be more careful with it. If you're coming up and this is like the first thing you're doing or you're f this is the first time you're ever focusing on your health and wellness, doesn't matter what you do for work, like you, you're you not going to have a perfect plan right away. Like you're going to spin your wheels. Or should you? You're going to spin your wheels. And it's necessary because if you don't, if you try and follow someone else's plan without any self-experimenting on routines or rituals, like you're not going anywhere because it's not the best for you. And that's why I preach like, so much stuff about goal setting, so much stuff about getting objective viewpoints from coaches and partners and building that across like a wide network of people, why we focus on food and training and sleep and stress and managing your whole schedule overall because all of those things bleed together. And from understanding that, from understanding the way that your day-to-day -day fits together, can you create rituals that support that? There's no need to have one. You don't have to have one. You can just wake up and go to work. 
if that's what works for you and you want to spend it on an evening ritual, which we're going to talk about in the next episode, then that's where your thinking comes. It's just like for a lot of us, we talk about the morning because for the most part, for most people, it is where you can control your day. And if you have a very hard time managing your stress throughout the day and in the evening, then it just has to start better. But like if you're, you know, you love what you do in the morning and you're super chill and the evening sucks, then like that's when the evening ritual needs to take priority, which that's kind of it for me. Like I've sort of figured out my mornings and like I don't have a really hard time doing that, but I get intermittent breaks. I don't have to go to work from like seven to seven without being able to like leave an office or take time to do like we can go wherever we want when we want. And that provides extreme flexibility. So in our case, we have a huge bias towards, I have a huge bias towards being able to start slow. Yeah. I can, because I can choose to just work between 10 and noon nonstop, and then 2 and 8 p.m. nonstop. But I can take breaks yeah. whenever I need to. Like a lot of people can't. Yeah. So you have to figure out from your schedule what works best, and then those routines and rituals develop on the back end of that. Yeah, I think just some parting kind of thoughts is also to – um, talk to those that you look up to, um, find those that you are, that are in the space you either are in or want to be in and just interview them, ask them what they're doing. Like yeah. when people ask us like, you know, what are you doing in the morning before you train a 5am client or what do you do on a day off? It's like, it's good. Like people hear that and they're like, okay, like obviously things are working. So pull and, and, and then test and then try things and then create some, you know, create some consistency within that so that you can actually test. Like if you look at a scientific science experiment, there is a control group for a reason. <laughs> yeah. You have to know your control group before you just start layering. And like, if one day you're doing matcha, then the next day you're doing coffee, then the next day you're sleeping in, and then the next day you're doing headstands, it's like, you're not gonna really know. So, you know, pick something and run with it. And as, as much as we can say this, it, it will only resonate until you do it. Shit takes time. And time is years, not days, not months, not weeks. It is years to continue to figure this out. And I think just always having the mindset of improvement and learning is a massive way to do this. So uh, we're wrapping up things here for morning rituals, routine style stuff. Um, and we just always love to hear what people are doing. What, you know, what works for some people in the morning would be great for us to learn, for our listeners to learn. And we're going to dive into evening stuff as well. And then we're going to give some... Uh, insight in another episode about you know during the day and we can talk about when Jason and I had corporate jobs how we were doing stuff in the middle of the day as well as now with a little bit more flexibility so whatever your schedule is if you're able to work from home if you're you know in your office from eight to eight or if you are a freelancer we'll have stuff that we can talk about and then we're going to have some cool guests as well talking about rituals that they use um, and sharing their their opinions on that so that you get broad range of information. Um, and again, reach out to friends, family that are doing cool shit that you are aspiring to do or that you think is awesome and ask how they start their day. I think there's, and it, like, there's also value in just considering like your weekdays versus your weekends. People that are like you, people that are different from you. It's like considering how your schedule changes and like the seasons of your life change because yeah. those are going to matter. And if you're looking towards the next chapter and that's going to be different for you, like you feel like you're going to change jobs, you're going to get pregnant, uh, you're going to take time off work, you're going to start a whole new whatever. 
look towards where you're going and how that transition is going to work too. Cause I think people, people are always looking for those bookends to be like, well, wait. And when I do that, I'll figure it out. It's like, uh, well, no, because then that's going to cause a whole new Uh set of demands and stress for you. Just like the week end is different from your weekday. So just like kind of constantly testing the way that your schedule is changing and your life is changing and, and looking towards making those things like switches for your rituals that help. Yeah, totally. I think that one thing on that before we close, I was like, it's funny, like getting Theo, the my dog, it's like things that you're doing before you're going to continue to do. So if you think you're going to get a dog and it's going to make you go for more walks and runs, you will just despise the walks and the runs that you have to go on. Yeah. So yeah. if you can make, all right, I'm going to get a dog in six weeks. So I'm going to take a morning walk every day for the next six weeks just to see how it feels. <laughs> yeah. Before it, you get the Before dog. you get it. So just thinking, you know, thinking ahead of the game, I like that a lot. And just prepping. I think we do have seasons in our lives and we have changes that come and go. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's fun to reflect. It's also just, you know, interesting to see what's working for you. So, again, we're always down here from you guys. So thanks so much for listening to Live Better Podcast. And we are out. Later. Peace. The Live Better Show is brought to you by Live Better Retreats. Come join us on an epic adventure where we will fuel your body, your mind, and your spirit to accomplish new goals. This time is the right time for you to join us on an epic Live Better experience. This full immersion opportunity will grant you access to the best in nutrition, wellness, movement, yoga, and an amazing community you will bring home after the trip. Right now, you can join us on a Live Better experience to have the best day ever every single day. Let's crush it, fam.